Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today, and welcome back, Tia. We missed you so much and can't wait to hear about your honeymoon. Yeah, it was the best. We can't stop talking about how perfect our timing was with this whole coronavirus thing. We left for Hawaii on March 8th, so that was like before people started to like really panic, Um, and then we weren't supposed to fly home until March 22nd. So while the rest of the country was closing everything down on like the 14th-ish, Hawaii didn't really catch up and close restaurants until the 18th. So we did so much stuff in our first week there, like boat rides and hikes and bars and all that stuff. And then when Hawaii started closing things, we were like kind of over being a tourist and being on vacation by that time anyway. So we ended up flying home like a day or two early. Um, But I mean, if we waited even one more week to leave, I think we would have had to turn right back around. We saw quite a few people checking into our hotel like the day the governor shut everything down and I just felt for them. Um, So yeah, we made the most out of our time there and I'm just happy to be home with nowhere to go. We're going to be back with you all for a long while with no breaks in the foreseeable future because, frankly, we can't travel anywhere anyway due to COVID. Dave's and my Italy trip just got canceled, and my company has been mandatory work from home for the last couple weeks. It's definitely been a bit of an adjustment, moving into communicating with everyone only virtually. And at first, I was really sad and missed the interaction. Um, Still do a little bit, but then I realized, Tia, that basically our whole relationship has been virtual. Yeah. And while I wish that you and I lived in the same city and could meet up more often than we do, I feel like we have, like, a solid good friendship, even though I only talk to you via a computer or text every week. So, friends, it can be done, and relationships can be maintained virtually. And honestly, if there's anything this quarantine has shown me, it's that we have been really slacking on our virtual relationship, and we should expand from Skype to FaceTime happy hours. Who knew? Um, And another positive, possibly the best thing to come out of this whole thing, is that our puppy dogs are loving the constant attention, and I'm sure yours are too. You would not believe it. Ruthie has gotten so, so spoiled. My husband, the introvert, when he needs, like, his space, because, you know, we've been quarantined 10 feet apart from each other for, like, two weeks now. So he'll take her every afternoon Um, and like Ruthie and I have our little time in the morning, like we always do. And so she's just very, very spoiled. And meanwhile, our cat is like, what the heck are you still doing here? Can you please like go somewhere? Give me my space. But no, it's, you know, like you said, it's taking the positives from the situation and being happy for the pups. And you're totally right. Like virtual happy hours are, they're pretty great. I would not have said that a couple weeks ago, but they're, they're not bad. It's yeah. I've had I had my first one last week and I was like, why don't I always do this? I know, especially if we've always lived across the country from you. Like, why right. do we wait until we get together in person to chat? Yeah. So, yeah, those are the positives. I mean, we are only like almost two weeks in, so we'll continue to update you guys on our status as this extends <laughs> further. But um, yeah, like you said, a lot has changed since we've last spoken to you guys. Um, If you remember our last show, we talked about 
the potential for the Olympics moving and basically the article was like we have no intention on moving the Olympics but as of Tuesday the Olympics have been moved for just the fourth time since the modern Olympics began in 1896. The other three times were for World War One and World War Two. So this year is the first time the games have been postponed. But seemingly every other sport is on hiatus in order to slow the spread of COVID. I mean, while the freaking Olympics being postponed is just unbelievable, I will say I'm most shocked about what the NFL is doing with their OTAs. And for any of you who don't know, my husband plays in the NFL. OTAs are a big part of how we plan our years. And while they're not mandatory, they're mandatory. So, you know... They've been something that we've had to prepare for and think about in April every year for the last three years. So this is the first time on a contract that he's on a contract before the season. So OTAs are kind of like, they've always been a nerve wracking time and now they're just gone and he has nothing to prepare for until July. But who even knows if training camp's going to happen? So it's just like a crazy time where we're just like, okay, now what? Because we've been preparing for OTAs. We scheduled our honeymoon and our wedding around it. So, I mean, if this gets worse, there's even talk of like the NFL season getting delayed or postponed or cut in half, which are like huge hypotheticals, but also just mind boggling. Like I can live without basketball, but I don't know how to cope without football. I totally get it. And like you said, it's hypothetical right now. And hopefully it doesn't come to that, but hopefully also like leadership makes the decisions that have to be done for the health and safety of everyone. But like in terms of, you know, the thing that brought it home for me, it was the NCAA tournament. I wrote a column last week and another this week for land grant. And it feels like it's sucking the soul out of me to not have sports right now. I mentioned it in the column, but I ran into my neighbor on the street while we were taking our dogs out. And he commented that, you know, if we had sports right now, like this would feel okay. And I feel the same way if we had March Madness on TV right now, I feel like actually quarantining might be kind of a great time because, you know, when March Madness is on normally, what more do you want to do than sit in sweatpants on the couch and watch basketball from like 9 a.m. to midnight? Um, But then, you know, if that was the case, we probably also wouldn't recognize the gravity of the situation that we're in. And as I've continued to reflect on where we are now, I am so glad that the organizers of these events made the decisions that they did. Like when you're seeing everyone from Tom Hanks to Kevin Durant and Sean Payton with COVID, things are really starting to set in. Yeah, isn't that just like the cruelest, sickish joke is you're telling us to stay in our homes, but there's no sports to watch. Like it's, it sucks. And I totally agree with you. While it's a super touchy subject, I think there's more positives than there are negatives to letting athletes and celebs access to these tests. They have huge platforms. They reach millions of people. I mean, if we didn't know that Kevin Durant or Rudy Gobert or whoever tested positive, then I think more people would be questioning whether or not the NBA or NCAA needed to suspend their season. So seeing all these players test positive and like in some cases, literally giving the virus to each other, it makes it very, very real. And I think the bottom line, like you said, is that we really need to be taking the gravity of the situation seriously to slow the spread of this disease, even though it does suck that we are not going to get entertained because of it. But we have to move on 
Do we have any not COVID news, Meredith? So it's been hard to find, but it is out there. So we were talking about it before the show, but this spring officially marks the first time I've actually been able to follow NFL free agency. On that note, I can't believe that Malcolm Jenkins is out in Philly, but he has moved back to New Orleans and I was really excited because I thought the entire Saints secondary would now be former silver, silver bullets, but, uh, <laughs> Eli Apple just moved to the Raiders, and Von Bell is now with the Bengals. Uh, But I'm curious, Tia, how Philly is reacting to the news about Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, thank goodness for free agency and college recruiting. I follow a lot of Philly media and fans, and the collective response when the Eagles announced their decision to part ways with Malcolm was, what? (laughs) Because he is, without a doubt, the leader of that defense, and he has given them no reason to part ways other than the fact that he is expensive and who knows how many years he has left. So I think management is focusing on rebuilding, which is a scary word for NFL fans to hear. But the fact is the Eagles have a lot of holes in their roster and they need the cash to fill them. So honestly, selfishly, and hopefully no Eagles fans are listening, I am kind of pumped that Malcolm is with the Saints because they're my second favorite team solely because of the amount of Buckeyes at least that they once had on their roster. So at least even though they're getting rid of a few Buckeyes, they're adding one to what's already a pretty good secondary. So yeah, like you said, free agency is certainly something we've been eating up in these last couple of weeks, but we will talk more about some sports you might not be thinking about after a quick ad break. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So this has nothing to do with sports that are happening right now um, and everything to do with the fact I was trying to find a topic for my other podcast last week. And so I wound up talking about the winningest program for every Big Ten school. And I got kind of shocked and upset when I looked at the stats and realized that only three of 14 programs, so Northwestern and Maryland lacrosse and Minnesota ice hockey, were women's sports. So Minnesota has won six NCAA women's ice hockey titles. Um, If that number seems a little low, note that the NCAA women's ice hockey tournament has only been around since 2001. And what that means is that the Gophers have won nearly a third of all possible championships in their sport. But it made me mad because Michigan men's hockey, for example, has nine titles to its name because the NCAA men's ice hockey tournament first began in 1948. So essentially, Minnesota women's ice hockey has been significantly more dominant than other teams, but they haven't been getting the credit they deserve because, frankly, their numbers aren't as big. And I know we're about to talk about this, but my mind went straight to the U.S. women's national team who have been historically, even before they won the World Cup, like they've been better than the men's team, but never got the credit because of lack of viewers or audience or whatever you want to, whatever excuse you want to give it. And the U.S. men's soccer team still getting paid more just tells me we have a long way to go in the area of these successful women's teams getting recognized. So Why are these men's teams still more relevant, even though there's a women's team in the same sport that is better, more entertaining, and flat out more talented? I don't know. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how teams like UConn women's basketball are changing the script on that. But really what, especially in college, it's boiled down to, um, and what I've seen is that Title IX was enacted in 1972, and a lot of teams have already 
they already built their dynasties before, you know, so you right. have a lot of teams that were great back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Um, and they were able to just accrue titles, you know, and so from a sheer numbers perspective, it's hard to see women's teams ever being able to catch up. But I hope, like you said, that teams like the U.S. women's national team and UConn women's basketball, they've proven that they are highly competitive and they've proven that they're better than their male counterparts. So hopefully, hopefully they just continue to, like I said, change the script on that. Yeah, I feel like you look at some of these programs that have like a dozen titles and the last time they won a championship was back in the 1960s or something. So it's impressive to see teams in the here and now that have built these dynasties. It's hard to be that good for a consistent period of time. And when you see teams that have been able to bring it year in and year out, that's something special. Honestly, an example that's close to home is Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan football is, they have more wins than Ohio State football, but you wouldn't think that that is true now because of how dominant Ohio State is now. So the same should be true for these women's teams. So on that note, I know this happened right after I left for Hawaii, but teams that have been just that good, there's the U.S. women's national team. In case you missed it, a couple weeks ago, the U.S. soccer organization declared there was, quote, indisputable science, end quote, that the soccer abilities of the members of the women's team was less than that of the men's. And we're just going to let that marinate for a minute. Yikes. So I <laughs> I remember I read this first thing in the morning and I immediately yelled a four-letter word and <laughs> I sent the article to you. Um, and it was like super early and I was like, am I still dreaming? Like, did this happen? Because all I could think was that part from She's the Man where the boys coach says that girls can't play because they're not as fast and strong as the boys. And ultimately we saw how that turned out. Cornwall loses to a girl slash Amanda Bynes in the end. (laughs) I, yeah, same. (laughs) Like what the heck? I know. I was flabbergasted because guess what? Like that is not and never will be the basis on how much a team gets paid. Like, That's a load of BS. A team gets paid based on their wins, flat out. Like, coaches get bonuses when they win championships. Like, the end goal is winning. So, quarterbacks get bigger contracts when they throw more touchdowns and thus win games. Wins are a reflection of the team's ability. Therefore, that's, that's just putting down what exactly what they just said. I'm rambling because I truly can't grasp my thoughts on this one. It blows my mind that this organization would say that out loud. Right. So I saw an interesting article that tied in with the situation and it was basically talking about the tremendous eye rolling that's resulted. Um, Sponsors like Coca-Cola, Budweiser, and Deloitte have all condemned the action of USA soccer. And what this article talked about was how women's tennis was really the sport that paved the way for people to actually start respecting women's sports. Yeah, I mean, the literal face of tennis is Serena Williams. I don't care if you're the most sexist guy who has this opinion that men's sports are and always will be better than women's sports. If you're asked who the face of tennis is, or even if the word tennis is brought up, I'm pretty sure that the first person you think of is going to be Serena Williams. So I think also what the article touched on was like, before 
these women started to become like truly dominant in this sport, people turned to women's tennis for the personalities clashing and kind of like this entertainment factor. And my mind went to the movie A League of Their Own, which is what they tried to do during the war. And they tried to get these girls to wear skirts and do like the splits and all these things. And they ended up being actually really good at the sport. And that's what, that's how people stayed fans because no, it's not, you're not there to watch these women, you know, for their personalities. You're there to watch their ability, which is amazing. So very similar to soccer, tennis has been a sport where American women have outperformed American men in recent years. The best stars on the men's side have been Roger Federer, Andy Murray, and Novak Djokovic, while Serena Williams, Sloane Stevens, and most recently, Sophia Kennan have all won Grand Slams under the Star-Spangled Banner in recent years. Kennan just won the Australian Open in 2020. The last time an American man won a Grand Slam was 2003, when Andy Roddick won the U.S. Open, which is his only Grand Slam title. I'm glad to see that. You know, despite what we talked about earlier with like how ridiculous that statement from USA Soccer was, at least in 2020, it's 2020. And we're finally starting to see progress in terms of public perception of women's sports. Yeah, for sure. Before we break, do we have any shout outs? Yeah. Virtual happy hours, like the whole concept, that's what I'm shouting out because I live away from all of my friends in Philadelphia and it has taken this quarantine to introduce us to this concept of FaceTiming and drinking wine. Like, why have we not done this before? It just, it blows my mind. So now we're literally, like, even when we can go out, we're going to do this every week because we all live apart. It's brilliant. I know, I love it. And piggybacking on that, so I'm a huge extrovert, and the last couple weeks have been really draining in terms of, like, not actually being able to be around people, um, with the obvious exception of my husband and my pets. (laughs) But I've had so many virtual happy hours and coffee dates and dinners in the past couple weeks, and I wanted to give a shout out to all the folks who are coming up with creative solutions to stay in touch with loved ones. But yeah, so... Before we leave today, we wanted to remind you once again to wash your hands and ask that you check in with your friends and family. Yes, and stay away from your grandparents. But, right. but call them. <laughs> well, yeah. And make, like write <laughs> notes. Bring back note writing. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys. That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Johnston underscore. Meredith at Meredith Hine and the site at LeanGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl and as always, go Bucks!